0: the power of their data. was Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. This is A's Cast Live. Your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. Drive to deep center field. Going back, Hernandez at the track, right to the wall. Gone! Elvis Andrews! And 29 other MLB clubs. High drive, deep left field. Alineo left the building. Guerrero lifts one to left
1: field and
2: What an absolute gorgeous day it is today here at the Coliseum. If you're listening to us on A's Cast, and soon you'll be able to see us as we're recording it as we speak, as we're turning this show into a multimedia show, not only audio but also video, you would see that today is absolutely gorgeous. It does not get any better than this. Now, obviously when the sun goes down, it will be a little different, but today the weather is absolutely perfect. The environment is perfect. After the Athletics got the five to one opening night victory. They are now six and five on the year. So many good things are happening for the A's. The momentum for this team is here. The excitement for this team is here. And cannot wait. You know, the whole entertainment factor that, that gets lost sometimes with baseball is that this is the entertainment business, and that it is about entertaining people. And this team is highly entertaining. So I got to tell you, I'm looking for to tonight, the next couple of days. Hopefully the rain will stay away, and we will have A's baseball to finish This series, but I was so happy about what we saw last night 17,503. It felt like an opening day. You felt the electricity, you felt the fan base, the manager felt it, and that's something I really want to get into today. I know I got into it last night on the A's Clubhouse show, but I definitely want to talk about it today. Uh, Seth Brown is going to join us in moments, so I don't want to go into this huge thing about Kotze and what he means to this organization yet, but Seth Brown's going to join us at 4 o'clock. Vince Catronia, one of our voices, at 4.15, and then Dallas Braden will be at 5 o'clock to talk about A's baseball. I saw one of the best segments that I have seen on baseball, if you want just educated talk about baseball. I tell you all the time I'm a huge fan of MLB now and we all geek out into into certain numbers. But today was a very real discussion about what people are seeing in baseball and what people think could be happening in baseball from here on out. And there was a discussion today That was a very healthy discussion, and it surrounded, wait for it, the New York Yankees, which is not a shocker. These guys are in New York. Well, they're technically in New Jersey, but they're all living in that part of the world, so the Yankees are going to dominate a lot of part of the conversation in our game, especially coming out of that area. I get it. I don't hate on it. They won 27 World Championships, for God's sakes. Right? It's 27. It's not twenty eight. It's twenty seven. Twenty seven. Right? Oh, uh, 9 was twenty seven.
3: Yeah, oh nine no, was twenty seven. They haven't been there back. They haven't been back since then. Well, if it wasn't for the Astros, they they would have been there. So that's what Brian Cashman said.
2: Not buying it. How are you, Cody? I'm
3: good. I'm glad we're here. It's, you're right. It didn't look. It uh, didn't look appealing this morning in San Jose when I got up this morning. I thought it was started sprinkling a little bit. I thought, oh boy, was the last time there was a postponed game in Oakland? 2015, 2016 no it's longer than that I No, wanna, there was I lived here when there was one I remember
2: I wanna postpone because of rain let me let I want to say it's like 2011.
3: I'll pull up the old Google machine and see what they say yeah go
2: to just as as Trent bulky former GM said on my old show on 957 you gotta Google it I want to say it's 2011 but I'll tell you this. The conversation was so healthy because it was Mike Lowell, World Series champion, had a terrific career, said, I know we're on a show that we don't want to talk about batting average. Like, all of a sudden, these guys have tried to make batting average this, like, awful stat. Like, it's awful. Like, don't use it. There's there's no use for it. It's ridiculous. But he brought it up, and then Joel Sherman said, hey, listen, I'm on this show all the time, and i got to bring this up you got these teams now that are being built to basically do walks and home runs, and the problem is they're having trouble scoring runs. It's just a reality. And and as a player, your goal, and as we joke all the time with Moneyball, the movie, do I care how he gets on base? No, I don't. Well, yes, you do. And your goal as an offensive player is, yes, you want to get on base, but yet you want to put the ball in play. You want to get hits. You want to get doubles. You want to hit home runs. You want to hit triples. And you wanna walk. You wanna do all of that. But if you're not if you're not getting hits, let me tell you something. Your numbers are gonna be dramatically affected. And just early in the season, like you can look at walks and people wanna put so much on does it matter how you get on base? Well, okay, let's look at the the top five teams and walks. San Diego's number one, Arizona's number two, Baltimore right across the way who the athletics are taking on are number three, and it's a tie It's a tie. going into today. By the way, some games have been played. We'll keep you updated, but so I'm just going to go off how we all started today. Baltimore, the Dodgers, and the Mets are tied at three. Where do they rank and run scored? Well, it's all over the freaking board, Right. San Diego is tied for seventh in runs scored. Arizona and Baltimore are ranked dead last in runs scored. And they're the highest walking teams in baseball. How the hell is that possible? If we're putting all of this, oh, walks and home runs, the teams that walk the most, and then you throw on the Dodgers, who are now tied with the A's with most runs scored at 58. And the Mets are tied for fourth and run scored with 51. So do walks mean you're going to be the highest scoring team in baseball? It works for the Dodgers. It works for the Mets. But it hasn't worked for the other three teams. They're not the highest scoring. So putting everything, and it goes back to the Yankees, that the Yankees, dating back to last year, do the Yankees hit home runs? Yeah, they do. They're always one of the top five teams in home runs. Do the Yankees have a lot of walks? Yeah. Yeah. Have the Yankees been one of the top-scoring teams? No. No. They also strike out a lot, too. No. They're a three-true-outcome team, and they haven't been scoring runs. So that's where even Brian Kenny, who does a great job hosting that show and always plays the devil's advocate, actually had to say, Guys, I'm with you on this. The fact if a guy hits 320 in batting average, he stands out because the league is so low. Guys that used to stand out for us were 360, 350 and above. 330 was great, but 350 and above, you got a Gwyn, you got a Boggs, you got a guy like that hitting a George Brett hitting something crazy. It really stood out when a 320 stands out to you. A 310, it really shows you how low the league is that guys aren't putting the ball in play. I mean, even last night, how did the A's get rolling last night? As you were sitting in the in the stands, Cody, I think you had to be – you're starting to think like me after all these years. You get a base hit by McKinney, great. Ball put in play, it's a base hit. Then what happens? Bethancourt, who was just standing over here. Yeah. Well, he was sitting in the dugout, he I He was think. sitting talking to Vinny. Uh, Bethancourt – Hits a ball to third base. Urias picks it up, and what happens? Throws it away. Now,
3: really, really, uh, really bad effort by Mountcastle on the scoop, too. But
2: as I say all the time, if oh. you if you strike out, because people tried to, we got to a point in baseball where people tried to make all outs were the same, and that's a load of crap. They're not all the same, and what you saw in the sixth inning. Shows exactly what I'm talking about. Ground ball to third. Routine ground ball. There's a runner on first. What happens? Well, it should be an out. It's the big leagues. It should be an out. But the but the reality is you're dealing with human beings. And when you deal with human beings, anything can happen. And the third baseman takes it. Short hops the first baseman. First baseman doesn't pick it. And next thing you know, people are running the bases. McKinney comes around and scores, Bethancourt ends up at third base, a walk to Seth Brown, a base hit by Noisy, another air, another base hit, and now the A's have scored four runs without really one hard hit ball. Four runs, no home run, no ball went out over the fence, no ball was rocketed off the fence, nothing was hit really all that hard. It was a bunch of plays where the ball was put into play, and you basically said to the Orioles, make plays. And they didn't. And because of that, you scored four runs without hitting a home run. And the A's end up winning 5-1. to one.
3: Now, remember last year, that was a completely different story. It was live, uh, ball go far, team go far. Well, they're not, they're not relying on the home run as much. I mean, they still one of the team, league leaders in home runs. But their their batting average is still leading baseball with runners in scoring position at 365. They still lead Major League Baseball in that category. Uh, they're one they're the high scoring team in the American League as you mentioned, tied with the Dodgers for the overall lead of 58. They're doing the right. They're doing the small things, things that you're not used to seeing in baseball. The ball being
2: put in play. Things that, and I always bring you up because somebody's got to be the bad guy. Some things that guys like you and a certain era of baseball, I. Listen. Don't make me go into what the league batting average is.
3: Oh, it's horrible. 233. Yeah. It's horrible. 233 yeah. is what the is overall hitting.
2: Yeah, and people say batting average doesn't matter. Well, not only is the league average down, runs are down.
3: Yeah. I mean, there was what? On Sunday, there was 28, uh, 28 teams playing on Sunday, and there was only 14 home runs hit. I mean, that seems kind of low with all the home runs we've seen over the, year, the last couple of years in the ball, but you're right. Runs are down. Everything's...
2: And, it, and it's all over the place because... You know, people. Hey, pitching is getting so good. Well, wait a minute. Didn't you just crack down on the spider tack and everything? And aren't we seeing, aren't we seeing a bunch of pitchers that can't throw deep into games? Aren't we seeing at times horrific bullpens? So wait a minute. The pitching isn't great. Are you going to tell me the pitching's great? Not right now. No. Okay. If the pitching's not great, and and guys can't hit, the best thing that I heard today is. Baseball has gotten smarter and worse at the same time. I want you to think about that. Baseball has gotten smarter, so this era from moneyball to where we are now to we bring in a super amount of very highly intelligent people. To really delve into the data and the numbers, which is smart and I totally agree with. Because you're not going to look at the most successful companies in the world, whether you talk to newer companies, which would be tech companies, right? Of course, yes. So you look at Google, you look at Apple, you look at Microsoft, you look at them. Or you can go to old school companies like Procter & Gamble or GE or whoever. They all use data. Data is king. Very important. But you also have... How to be successful in business and certain things maybe have swayed so far that need to come back. And one of those is teaching players to be three true outcome players was kind of in vogue, not so much anymore. It is changing because they're seeing okay. In the end, you got to score runs, and if all you're doing is hitting home runs, striking out, and walking, that doesn't produce a lot of runs.
3: Yeah, and we're seeing one thing we're seeing too now is uh, teams leading. The Orioles lead baseball, American League in strikeouts. The A's aren't that far behind, but they're scoring runs. The Orioles have what 22 runs scored on the year. That's the lowest in the American League. So that's where we're that's what we're looking at right now with the state of baseball.
2: Vince Catronia, one of the voices of your Oakland Athletics, joins us here on A's Cast Live. X marks the spot. That's where you are. Look at Vinny. There is Vinny. How are you?
1: This is all you get.
2: Huh? Well, that's Sorry all to I, disappoint you. That's <laughs> all I need, for God's sake. Are you kidding me? How are you?
1: I'm good. It was fun last night.
2: I know, and, I, and I'm and i always going to oversell it and overplay it. That's my job. But there was a time sitting in my booth, keeping score, and I just start, saw all the towels going. Right. And for me, kind of just, I had like a flashback. It was like. 2013. Was it, it was like 12 or 13. I knew, I knew Detroit ALDS. Did, am I crazy or did you get that?
1: No, I, th- I thought it looked great. I've, certainly we wanted to see more people here, but the, the ones that were here were into it. And, it, and they loud, gave yeah. and they gave you the atmosphere that you were hoping for. And I think it was a, a nice reward for the guys in the clubhouse, but, you know, the work in spring training and then that 10 game road trip, which nobody knew how it was going to turn out and it turned out. Much better than anybody anticipated. Going five and five against three really good teams, so I, it was it was fun. I mean, I, these guys are simply out there playing as hard as they can, and they don't let the outside forces uh, get inside their head. Uh, there's a lot of things that you could talk about on that regard. They're they're not interested in that. They're just interested in seeing the lineup card. You know, trusting Marcotte's message, which has been powerful and it has been received, and they go and they play. Mark
2: Kotze just got done talking to the media. I have no idea what he had to say, but I talked about this last night on the Clubhouse Show, and I want to get into it with you today and Seth Brown, who hopefully will show up at some point here, is if you're going to win here, you have to, as you said, the outside noise, whether it's the national media, it's the local media, whether it's the politicians, whether it's the politics, the ballpark, whatever that outside noise is, you can't care. You've got to show up every day here and say, you know what? This is the greatest place in the world. We're here to win. I love this place. We use it as a home field advantage. We're the Oakland Athletics. I don't know who's going to be here tomorrow. I don't know who's going to be here in the future. But what we have today, damn it, this is great. Let's go out and win. You have to have that kind of belief because if you're bitching and moaning like some people have here and in this clubhouse – you will never win. These are odd circumstances, but if you embrace what you have, Bob Melvin did it, and Mark Kotze did it as a player and doing it now as a manager, you have to do that to win here.
1: I thought the interesting way that he, Mark Kotze, described it the past couple of days is we're not concerned about the amenities that aren't here. Using that term, talking about you know superstar or certainly all-star you know players that are no longer with this ball club or all-star pitchers that are no longer with this ball club. And the way this roster is constructed right now, Tony, I think it's in part that they're still doing a lot of evaluating. I mean, basically, spring training would be over today in terms of number of games you, you normally play in spring training before you break camp, have the Bay Bridge Series, come up here and, and get ready to start the year, as you would have done against the Angels. So I still think with, with the way that we're seeing lineups move around, and keep in mind – Folks that are wondering, you know, about all the change in the lineups. If you look back on the '97 wins or the, you know, the, the year of '12 and '13, look how many lineups Bob Melvin went through. Uh, he goes through a lot. And uh, you know, right now they're still evaluating, and they have so much flexibility right now with guys that can play multiple positions that they're trying to make the most of it, try to capitalize on that. That said, if you're Sheldon Noisy, if you're Kevin Smith, who's in a walking boot today, by the way, uh, he hurt himself on that on that awkward. Uh, Slide to first base, which, which made no sense. R- made ridiculous. No, and we talked about it on the air when it happened. Uh, you know, you've you've got these guys that can, that can play multiple positions. Well, that means you have to be ready to play multiple positions. Prepar- preparation is of the utmost importance because you're going to be taking ground balls various places and trying to deal with as many different scenarios as you can. And yesterday, Chris, three hours before opening night at home was the first time this team got on the surface and got a chance to take around balls, and I know a lot of guys are used to doing that. But uh, some guys were new, and and so that's kind of the way it is. Yeah, you guys all, like, showed up to Oakland for the first time and had to find your
2: way sure. late at night back to your new places. For yep. some of you, it's yeah. the same places. For some of
1: these guys, right. brand new places. Nope, no doubt. So, uh, But now it's trying to get into, a, into being settled. I think it does help them that they're playing a team that you know, is in a much different place, even though the A's – Moved on some players. They still they are still competitive. Something's lacking over there, and the A's have got to continue to take advantage of it.
2: Well, Seth Brand is going to join us. I'll show him the X and, right here. By the way, uh, quickly, the garment is that from the match play down in Arizona? Yes, it.
1: No, it was in it was in Las Vegas with uh, my son's new best friend, Butch Kep, uh, Brooks Kepka. And the next time you play against a Dominic, oh, the
2: match! The oh, match. yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very he,
2: nice garment by Puma. I like it. Yeah. See, now we can see this stuff.
1: It was provided to me by my son and Brian Anderson as a gift. I appreciate it. But got new Shricks on irons, you know, at a nice price to by going to that tournament. So it all nice. worked out really well.
2: Well, thank you very much, and thank you have you. a wonderful call tonight appreciate here on A's Good seeing you. All righty, we uh, Seth Brown is going to join us here as we're getting you ready for Game Two of the four-game set between the Athletics and the Baltimore Orioles. And, Seth, obviously a big part of what's going on in the lineup today. Going to be playing right field for the A's. And, really, as you look, one of the more veteran players for the athletics. And it's always great to have him back here on A's Cast Live. And it's, you know, it's so nice for us to be back on, like, what we call our set, have you back on our program. By the way, we're now – Got video going on this. Oh, phenomenal. We have stepped our game up since the last time <laughs> you were here. Have you been?
4: Oh, it's been awesome. It's been good. Um, man, just excited to be home, especially after starting on the road. Um, yeah, it's always good to be back in Oakland.
2: Like, how weird was that? You go from Arizona to Philly to Tampa, Toronto, get on a flight, come back here, got to be ready to go the next day. Yeah. You haven't been, I don't know if you kept the same spot as last year. What well, I mean, some of these guys have never even been to Oakland in their life. I mean, yeah. what, what, what was that like for the team?
4: Honestly, I, I think it was a really good thing. Um, obviously, uh, got a lot of new guys, like you said, and a chance for everybody to kind of get to know each other, a uh, good long road trip, and, um, you know, obviously meeting everybody as you go along, getting to know each other, doing some team dinner, all that stuff. Um, so I think it was really good to start out on the road, especially with all the new guys. Um uh, just to kind of meet and greet everybody and uh, welcome everybody. And so it's uh, it's been pretty fun so far, and it's uh, it's going to be exciting as we go along.
2: Yeah, we talked to David Force about this yesterday on the show where, you know, the media will be like, oh, my God, they got to go on this road trip. And you try to explain to people, when you're on the road with the team, you know, you think about the flights, you think mm-hmm. about cards and the different stuff that you guys do, oh, yeah. buses, hotels you know you guys are really getting to know each other because spring training is so weird right you know you position players pitchers everybody's kind of doing their own thing but on the road is a great bonding experience talk about how you guys can use that experience to bond
4: oh absolutely i mean it's like you said you know you get to spend these especially when you're flying across the country you know those are long flights um you know you get to sit down play some cards with the boys um you know and like going to team dinner and just really kind of creating those bonds that you're going to that are only going to get stronger throughout the season you know and uh, learning where people are coming from all this stuff um, and I think road trips I mean when you're at home everybody's kind of like you said doing their own living in their own apartments and doing their own thing but when you're on the road you're, you're with everybody 24 7 you know in the same hotel uh, taking the same bus to the field so it's it's just an awesome time and to to really spend that good quality time with your teammates that you need um, especially you know starting the season with all those new guys that we have you know and they're all Phenomenal people up and down and um, you know, I think the biggest thing that we found from this road trip especially, you know from for me is How hungry everybody is I mean every one of these guys has got a fire in their stomach and bringing it every day um, you know, and it's gonna take a whole team effort this year and, and I think we got a good group of guys and um you know talent up and down and um, it's gonna be fun to see everybody especially as we get keep playing and keep more games we go and uh, I think everybody's going to get closer and closer, and it's going to be a fun season.
2: Yeah, I think about a guy like yourself—you got a young family, so you yeah. know when you're at home, you, you know, once you leave here, you got stuff you got to do. So being on the road gives you more time with your teammates. And I, I, I love how you brought up hungry because I've been saying on this show and on the post-game show, going, listen, a lot of these guys, including yourself, you're getting the opportunity to play every day. Yes. So whether guys are traded, mm-hmm. whether someone's on a COVID list. Anybody who shows up here every day, you got to realize you're getting a very, very special opportunity. Absolutely. So anybody showing up, it's like hell on wheels, let's go.
4: Absolutely, no, and that's fun to watch and it's fun to be a part of because it's like you said, any day you get to play it is a special day, you know, um, and getting to do that uh, throughout this year. You know, obviously we've already had some little adversity here, especially with the COVID stuff, but you know, I, I think we were prepared for that mentally and we're prepared for it physically. So it's, it's definitely fun to watch um, everybody bring that fire every day and you know and it's not something that's that leaves either it's cool to, to see it day in and day out so um, you know with that continuing through the season I, I think it's the sky's the limit for us.
2: It's amazing when someone's story gets out mm-hmm. as yours recently has. <laughs> yes. And then everybody like flocks to it. Like you were in gravel. Oh my god! You quit baseball, and then you go back yeah. to college, and, and you go through it, and you stayed with it, and everything. Yeah. When something like that goes viral, I don't know if that ever happened to you before, but no. how many people reached out? What was that like when one? All of a sudden, people now know your story.
4: Um, you know, it, it's 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 very cool. Um, it's you know, it's it was a, a little different for me because uh, you know that's stuff I normally kind of keep to myself, and um, you know, play my cards pretty close uh, close to my chest, but. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing that I've been doing the last few years is uh, I, I love talking to, to schools and um, kids who, who grew up in a small area like I did, you know, Climate Falls. And um, my wife being a teacher just gives me that that opportunity to go talk to as many schools as I can, as many kids as I can, whether it's travel teams, 900 travel teams or fourth grade classes or whole schools, you know, um, just, to, just to kind of put those ideas and those thoughts in, in, in those kids' heads that – you know, life, it's not easy, and especially when you have a big dream. And I always urge every kid to have a big dream. And I always tell them, if your dream, if somebody isn't laughing about how big your dream is, it's not big enough. Um, and, to, you know, obviously put those thoughts in your head that you have to start building those good foundations now and start choosing who you're hanging out with and all this stuff just to give them an idea that it's not going to be easy. And that's okay that it's not easy. Um, you know, and I, I share you know a little bit of my story too with them, just to let them know that's like, hey, it, you know, if if a guy from climate Falls can do it, and you know, quit baseball and all this stuff, you know, any anybody can can do anything as long as you're just willing to keep moving forward. You know, and that's what it comes down to, and that's what I try and get out to kids is, it, it's not going to be easy, and that's okay that it isn't. You just got to keep moving forward and keep moving forward. So, um, it was definitely a cool opportunity. You know, and I and I hope that anybody that hears it, and anybody that listens to it. Um, you know they get that that thought from it is like you know it's okay to be in a, in a situation but you just got to keep moving and keep going forward and, and do something every day that puts you a little bit closer to it um so you know it's that's what i get out of it and that's what i hope people who hear it get out of it
2: yeah you want kids to follow their dreams and they Absolutely. need to understand that you know you don't want to quit and always pursue what you love i mean for myself you know life changes right you're still young i just turned 50 and all <laughs> of a sudden you just re- you go god i'm 50 right and yeah. you're like I, you know, I'm now seeing I only have X amount of years probably left in my career before I'm going to want to retire and yeah. life has changed. I got kids are now looking at colleges and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like – to install on in these young kids, and that's why I love what you're doing, to say, look at me. I never stopped. I kept doing yeah. it. I kept believing. You know, there was a blip. Oh, yeah. You had that hurdle, yes. but you got over that hurdle. And look, I'm mm-hmm. in the big leagues. And you know what? Everybody's not going to make the big leagues. Not mm-hmm. everybody's going to have the greatest job in the world, but mm-hmm. your entire life, you can't stop. You always got to keep striving to achieve.
4: Absolutely. And that's that's a big thing from my story is at one point, I, I had forgotten about professional baseball. I was just, you know what? It I kind of have put that in a. I put that out of reach. My own, you know, my my decisions and where I'm at. That's that's gone. So let's focus on what I can focus on here. I can still play, and I love playing baseball. I got an opportunity to play in college. Met my uh, my college coach Jeremiah Robbins, who changed my life completely. Um, and once I started focusing on those things, the rest kind of took care of itself, you know. And that's uh, um, I, I try to explain it to kids the best I can. When you focus so much on what you want. And what you don't have, it takes away from what you're doing in everyday life. And I found that out um, that when I started focusing on my everyday life and everyday activities that I was doing and putting my 100% into those little things, the big things started taking care of themselves. And um, so... You know, that and it's just uh, it's pretty cool because you do see kids that, that start asking questions about this kind of stuff, you know, and it's awesome to me that I'm already reaching those kids because, you know, when I was their age, I wish I had somebody telling me these, these things that are going to happen and things that aren't going to go my way and, and, and things that are going to put you in situations that are going to be hard. But when you can focus on those things and forget about keep, you know, keep your dreams on the back burner and always know that you're there, but you got to put everything you have into what you're doing every single day.
2: You know, when I'm sitting out here or I'm up in the booth doing all the different shows that I do and I'm talking about, hey, listen, the A's are tied yeah. for the lead and run score. They have the yeah. best uh, average with runners in scoring position. And you got to get behind this team. They'll be like, ah, there's the talk show guy. <laughs> you tell me, forget me, yeah. you tell me why people should be buying into this team. By the group of
4: guys we have. Um, you're never going to see a team that puts that leaves it out there more than we do. Um you know, kotze has been talking to us from day one. I mean, we we are gonna fight for every inning and every pitch that we have, um, and I think that's what makes baseball exciting, and that's what makes this team so fun to watch. Is, um, you know, when you got guys that are in it every single pitch and are leaving it out there every single pitch, it makes baseball fun, makes it exciting, and you know, I think it's definitely people or something that people can get behind, and it's uh, it's special to watch. And uh, you know, all the, obviously all the things you're listing, uh, that's just a byproduct of everybody fighting for every pitch, um, and it's fun to be a part of.
2: Is it weird, like, when you're in the clubhouse and you're walking around and you go, God, I'm one of the longest-tenured guys here?
4: (laughs) You know, it it is a little different from last year. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, baseball is such a cool sport for that because last year I asked as many questions and I learned as much as I could from the guys that have been around the game for so long. So that's an opportunity to pass all that stuff that they taught me and the stuff that they talked about with me down. And that's what's so cool about baseball. You know, and we still have Elvis – And and a few other guys that have been around the game a long time, and so much knowledge there that I I mean, I'm still picking his brain every single day. Uh, You know, obviously picking up vote, I'm picking up votes or picking up votes brain every single day because those that's a lot of knowledge and a lot of stuff that can be passed down, and that's what baseball is. And uh, so it's pretty cool to see, you know, last year having all these veterans around, being able to pick their brains and listen to them talk about the game and watch them. And now I'm able to, you know, any chance I get, if I see something that I a place I was in last year, um, I can now use some of that knowledge and hopefully help somebody else along. So um, that's why baseball is the best game in the world to me. Is you, you, there's so much knowledge, and you're always learning, and it's, there's always somebody to pass it to.
2: You know, you, you look at the guy that, that's playing center field right now, and you think yeah. about Pache, and mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be in center. You're actually going to be in left tonight. The oh, yeah. lineup just came out, but you've been playing right. Mm-hmm. Let's end on this. Yeah. What we see, you know, now that we're here – decent sized kid. He's got some yeah. size, he's got speed. Yeah. Tell us what you've seen so far and how good can this kid be?
4: Oh, it, it, he's it's fun to watch him play. I mean, you guys see it every night. I mean, it's like it's like he's teleporting to the ball out there. Uh so it's fun to watch and um, you know, he's he he's just having fun with it and it's it's fun to watch him and it's exciting to watch him and um I'm excited for what the season has for him. It's uh he's a special player and he's a special guy. He's, he's an awesome dude. Um and uh, always got a smile on his face so it's just it's fun watching him have fun out there playing the game hard
2: well we appreciate the time and i'm so glad your story got out there because it touched a lot of people and sometimes you know when you think about all the stuff that goes on in between the lines is great but you Mm -hmm. know as a man you can sit back and touch other people especially kids and as you mentioned your wife's a teacher my wife's a teacher Mm -hmm. Uh, when you can touch kids that means a lot so we it's you know Great to have you back on the field. It's great absolutely. to have us back on the field because I know we've talked to, uh, on the phone a few times, but uh, having you on the program. But it's great to see you again and yeah, it's uh, good to see you continued guys. success. And we're going to be pumping up and keep this thing rolling absolutely. and uh, enjoy every minute. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for the time. We got more coming up next right here on A's Cast Live.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought
5: hits you.
0: A's Cast Live continues from Ricky Henderson Field. Here's Chris Townsend.
2: Are you telling me there is a program note that there is a change there, Commander Cody?
3: Yeah, uh, the great Dallas Braden texted me and said he wants to come down earlier, so he'll be
2: here at 445 now. Dallas at 445. righty. so that gives me a little time to uh, get into my, my discussion that means a lot when you talk about what is going on here with the A's and the new skipper. And I got into it with Vince a little bit, but I wanted to expand because I, I I've seen this just not here, but I've seen this also at my alma mater, San Jose state, you know, when you don't have things that other people have that you're competing against, People can use that as excuses. They can say, hey, the reason why we can't compete, the reason why we can't win is we don't have X, Y, and Z. And if you have that mentality and you use those excuses, well, guess what? You're going to be a loser and you're not going to win. And to be successful, you're going to have to understand that your work environment isn't going to be the same, but you can't use it as an excuse. And a guy who did that really, really well for years here was Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin did not use the excuse of payroll. Bob Melvin didn't use the excuse of the Coliseum. Bob Melvin didn't use any excuse. He didn't care. You came here to play for the fans, and you came here to win ballgames. And whatever the circumstances, whatever they are, it's about winning and winning tonight. And Mark Katzay, who understands that as a guy who played here, loved playing here. Kids were born here. Not all his kids. What? Two of his kids? I thought all of them I thought all of them were all three.
3: Were all three born here? I in? believe so. I believe his last one was born right before he got traded. I think is what it was traded to Atlanta. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't. I know he's mentioned it a few times to us, but I know. I know. I thought they were all born here, and then he was traded to Atlanta.
2: Okay, so there you go. But he gets it, and now being on the coaching staff and now being the manager, he doesn't want to hear any excuses of why this team can't win. Doesn't want to hear it. And he's going to instill that, as you heard in Seth Brown. We're going to win every pitch. We're going to win every at-bat. We're going to win every inning. You're like, yeah, that's a cliche. No, that's you can have that mindset. You can have that grinding mindset that every day that we are going to go out there and compete for everything. And teams that have that kind of belief are so tough to beat. Teams that want to fight for every inch – Teams that want to fight for every single space, every single feet, every single moment—I don't care who's on that team. I don't care. I—I I don't care what the names are on the back of the jerseys. Those type of teams are mentally tough, and I—I I, I love seeing it. And that's what this team is all about. So they know guys are going to get traded. No, they know guys are going to be here. They know they now know. My God, there's a COVID list, and there's going to be issues with COVID. They understand that. But each night, you're going to have an opportunity to play in the big leagues, and you're going to cherish every moment because you don't know how long that's going to last. And if you've had, if you've got guys like Brad Ausmus walking by right now a guy who played for many years in the big leagues, has been a manager in two different spots. You got a guy like Mark Kotze, who's your manager, is a longtime player. I mean, you got got Nick Allen, who's making his debut, a former first-round pick out of San Diego, assigned to go to USC, and he's making his debut tonight. Well, that's a scenario where he's getting an opportunity that maybe he didn't know. Yeah, I'm sure his family's here. I I talked about, uh, I went to... School with his aunt and his mom. His dad's one of our contractors for our, our restaurant in San Diego. I can't wait to talk to him. I'm going to let him breathe a little bit. But, yeah, he's getting his opportunity tonight. These are, these are special times for these players. And... And I, I remember I had this phone call with, with, I think it was Joe in Monterey, who was talking about how, well, you know, these players, you know, what they're reading. What I'm like, these players aren't reading anything. These players don't care. They don't care about politics and city councils, and they don't care about counties, and they don't care about anything. What they care about is getting their chance to play. They're not reading papers. They're not doing any of that. The great Dallas Braden, I think, will back me on this. What a a camera has always loved him and always will love him. You see him on NBC Sports California doing A's games, of course, an A's player. How are you? I'm well.
5: I am well. Back from a great road trip. It was outstanding just to be at the ballpark, seeing guys. Normalcy, right? Yeah, yeah. Kinda, of. we're at the ballpark, and I'm happy being at the ballpark. Yeah, but what's fun is you get to watch guys go about their routine, and that's something that that kype and I have been talking about a lot right now because you spend so long on the road, you're not at home, you're not acclimated, you're you're just you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants on the road, adjusting to new ballpark times, new bus road times, game times, workout times. A lot, a lot changes from city to city, right? So once you get home. I, I said you know you get to pick out your favorite coffee spot you get to start the routine you're sleeping in your own bed you know you're you're, you're kissing everybody goodnight and and now
2: you get to the ballpark the next morning that's important yeah. that's important
5: getting, routines yes and uh, you know sometimes you like to figure a, a few of those out so routines being as important as they are in the game of baseball to be home that that's what's starting right now.
2: And I think about the momentum. And I was, I've was i talked about this this show, post-game show. These players don't care about what the national media, the local media, no. the politics. No. What do they care? No. They're getting an opportunity. Yes. And we just talked to Seth Brown about it. Every single day, these guys are coming here. They don't know who's getting traded. They don't know who's on a COVID list. They just know, if I'm in, I'm getting a chance to play.
5: Well, and, and Tony, not to – I mean, <clears throat> you're a wordsmith. I just want to correct you on one thing. They have earned these opportunities. And oh, I know yeah. and I know what you mean by when you say they've been given these opportunities. They have earned these opportunities by virtue of the hard work that they've put in to continue to put themselves on radars of whether it be the organizations that they were with, whether it be this organization, day in day out you have to show up and go to work and what that proves is something that we all know which is every day at the ballpark is a day that you're auditioning for 29 other organizations and why do you want to play your best why do you want to make sure that you're doing the little things Is so that when the opportunity arises somewhere else you have earned the opportunity to be brought into that fold somewhere along the lines of you've created value for yourself that says if we're giving away a cornerstone organization or a cornerstone member of our organization we want this guy we want that guy there's there's a sense of pride right there's a badge of honor that comes along with that so to your point having been given this opportunity that along the way they've earned this is a i mean there's no other way to put it it's a kick-ass time to be an oakland a ball player right now because you've got a lot right in front of you that you can grab and really take control of on your own
2: There's lineups, obviously, you pitched against that you look at the names in the lineup, superstars, big money guys. But then there are lineups that you look at, and no matter what the names are, you understand that, wow, these guys are tough. And these may not be household names, but you start looking at video, you look at the scouting reports, you start to realize... You know, I don't know who some of these guys are, but these guys score the most runs in baseball. They hit with runners in scoring position. Like if you were an Oriole pitcher going out tonight and you start looking at this A's team, you start looking at the numbers, just talk about, okay, I may not know who some of these guys are, but, uh uh-oh, these guys are not going to give an inch.
5: Well, two, two guys that I think about right off the top of my head are a guy like Sheldon Noisy who has continued to display selflessness at the plate. He's putting together and putting forth unselfish at bats so when there's holes open on the defense and he's ahead in the count maybe 20 one where guys like to dig in and maybe try to get get some you know they're, they're well, gonna... they
2: like to get a lot
5: sure well <laughs> you're watching you're watching Sheldon say you know what let me cut this down I've got yeah. a hole on the right side of the field let me punch that hole maybe it's a first to third opportunity now we've got a guy on the corner less than two outs and'm I'm, I'm giving the next man behind me an opportunity by virtue of just not trying to do more than I really need to do at this moment in time. And then think about Pache. Okay. 0 for 15 at the plate when nobody's on base, but what is he nine for 15 when guys are on base combination of on base and in score? What, what does that tell you? That tells you that he recognized the game situation and he has now in terms of power, tried to say, you know what? I can, I can take a back seat here and I need to just put this ball in play. I need to maybe drive it deep enough into the outfield to allow a runner to score. I need to move a guy from second over to third, less than two. Like those are the things you're watching unfold. And look, he's ran he ran into a big homer in Toronto like or Tampa, excuse me. This is this is what you want to see unfold because it's young guys that are doing it and it's guys who've been around the block a time or two that know what it takes to win and know what it takes to entrench themselves in a lineup.
2: Yeah, I love talking about the moment. Some guys sense the moment, and there's been this debate now for years, whether guy's clutch or not clutch. We were joking around last night with Ken Korak going, if you don't think there's something called clutch, you can just look at videos of guys like Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. You'll see certain guys rising to the moment in key opportunities, and I think for pitchers, you see certain guys that, okay, you can be pitching one way, and all of a sudden, now we got issues. Now there's a runner on second, there's a runner on third. It's that bear down mentality. There is that sense of moment that guys can take their game to the next level. You've experienced it.
5: Well yeah, what you're what you're trying to do is a combination of all of the little things right, slow the game down to give yourself an opportunity and sometimes that speeds up on you and you're trying to just trying to figure out a way to kind of calm things down and get back to doing what you do well. And that's why I think with the roster looking the way that it does, it's chock full of guys who can understand that. And it's chock full of guys who know what's at stake and whether that's a... A, a long-term position on this roster, whether that's really showing guys or other clubs, like we've talked about that you are knocking on the door of being an everyday big leaguer, whatever that is, you're trying to figure out a way to be able to handle that day in and day out. And when you have a collective group around you that is kind of in that same boat, it's, it's easy to paddle in the same direction.
2: Cole Irvin yesterday was standing right where he's standing. And that's great that we can now do that. Cause people can now see. Um, and I asked him, The difference now versus the same time last year for you as a person, as a man. And he said, you know what? Now I know who I am and I know who I'm not. Mm. And that speaks volumes because that's talking about stuff that's out on that bump and stuff away from the baseball field. Sure. He knows who he is and he know who he's not. And he knows when not to be that guy he's not. And that can change your life in so many different ways. Oh. We'll talk just baseball. I'm sure you went through it too, trying to figure out who is Dallas Braden as a professional baseball player, off the field, on the field. What's best for me? What to do? What not? He now knows what's best for him.
5: Well, on the on the field, County, it's really simple, you know. And uh, like I think back to to myself, trying to look at the radar gun in the big leagues. Like who oh. the, who the hell are you? Who are you, Dallas? Trying to look at the radar gun at the big league level like that, that that's just not something that you should be doing that's not something that you should really concern yourself with so for for me it was as simple as understanding I don't need to be the guy who's touching 93 on the radar because that's happening in four innings four and a third because you I'm, got
2: to 93 because a
5: beer leave that towdy. <laughs> I got that in the bag babe. I was here you got 93 <laughs> so so it's more like hey you know what Let's work with 88. Let's work with 90. You don't have to really step oh. on it to get it there. And that's how you get innings. And that's how you get innings. That's how you get outs. That's how you live to see the fifth, the sixth, the se- Believe it or not, you can see the eighth and ninth inning as well. That's that's real. That that happens for starting pitchers sometimes. So j- just look, self-awareness for me is probably the Best tool and the biggest resource an individual can have, because you understand everything that Cole Irvin was talking about. You understand what you do well, why you do it well. You understand where you struggle and why you struggle, and you now have the information, and you can avoid the struggles to an extent. Right? You need to grow. You need to challenge yourself, and and that's that's all given in in a proper context, the right time, the right place, game situation, the right count, things of that nature. But understanding what you do well knowing why you get the outs you get, why you get the swings you get, having a feel for all of that, man, that, that can be, when we talk about levels to this game and levels to the art, to the, you know, to the craft of pitching, that right there is an example of levels to the game.
2: Okay, so I've been dying to ask him about this because if you, you, you look at Dallas Braden's career, there are guys that are considered the best guys in the game right now making big money. This man right here has more complete games than they do. It's just the game has changed and something that bothers me as and you just touched on it. We have pitchers and it was happening just down here down the bullpen just a little bit ago. And we're seeing it the same thing in golf as they're bringing Trackmans onto the range. Even in your practice, you're trying to make everything perfect. You're trying to make your fastball and your spin rates. You're trying to make the snap and the break on your sliders. Everything's trying to be perfect. You're trying to maximize everything you do out on the mound during the game. And when you practice, everything is trying to be perfect. And what happens is, is that the human body, like golfers now, especially with their backs and we're seeing these injuries, is your body can't maintain that. Or you can't maintain it for a long time. So baseball still wants you to max out, but now I only want you to for four or five innings. And if that's the case, they rather sacrifice how many innings. We'll just add more pitchers in the bullpen. We'll just get more innings somewhere else. To where, as you just said, I'll back off on max so I can get more innings. Something's going to have to give, and I think it's this season.
5: Well, I would like to believe you, Townie. The problem is, as far as compensation continues to be doled out the way it is, there's only going to be a few of those rare birds who are given the opportunity to go deep into the ball game because they've created a track record for themselves, almost like being grandfathered in to complete game territory because how many guys this day and age are really given the opportunity to extend themselves with a pitch count north of 100? You can't even have a
2: complete game. You can't even have a perfect game going. If this was – it, can you imagine your history and who Dallas Braden is? They would have took you out in the seventh. Oh, well, n- not only that, and that. Maybe in the sixth.
5: <laughs> and that's why <laughs> I, I tried to explain to people who were like, oh, well, you're not Clayton Kershaw. And I was like, no, no that's the entire point. If I was Clayton Kershaw with me like being Dallas still, That's why I'm looking at Dave Roberts going, buddy, it's going to get physical here before you're pulling me out of this ballgame. The difference is I'm not Clayton Kershaw. I don't have the trophy case that Kershaw has. I don't have the ring. So that's why his legacy... It's not really tarnished, Tony. It didn't take a hit when Dave Roberts pulled him out of the game with a perfect game intact, did it? You're not thinking anything less of Clayton Kershaw today. You mean he's not going to the Hall of Fame now? I, I think. I don't know if that was martyr. He's probably not. I still got him on my ballot. I think you probably do on yours as I well. I think that
2: plaque is still going up. It is. But what I'm going to say about pitching, though, is we're not too far away from that 28 goes to 26. Mm-hmm. And starting at that point, You can't use the shuttle to AAA as much as you used to, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out, you're going to continue to go less innings pitched. You can only use relievers back and forth from AAA so often. How are we going to get all these 27 outs on a nightly basis?
5: You're going to watch guys down there be asked to do more than maybe they've been used to doing in the past. And that's where everybody down there now has to, in their mind, think of themselves as a minimum two-inning arm. You, you have to. There's no other way to really draw it up. If you're thinking that you're a, a bullpen piece in today's baseball game and you're only good for an inning, we're going to need to revisit your thought process, my friend, because that's just not how this works any longer. That means if you're a one-inning arm that the manager is now tasked with only finding a place for you, whether it's either a clean inning or the perfect matchup, to have you face the last out or the last two outs of an inning because the guy who's still in the game did go four outs or more. All the while maybe because you can't do that? Well that's that's probably not gonna work. Here's fly our dilemma.
2: Here, well here's
5: it's not really a dilemma for me. Like if you if you care about the future of your here's organization d- and your ball club and you care about player development, this is the conversation that needs to be had. Anybody who's not starting a baseball game, you need to wake up knowing that you've got at least six outs in the gas tank. Well period. that
2: sounds great but here's your dilemma you got starters that go don't, don't go deep you've got relievers you don't even know how many outs they can give you you got I just get, told you yeah but why aren't we seeing that?
5: Well, that, like I said, that's because. When's
2: that happening? Well, hey, I live in the I live in the real world now. That perfect, everybody can go to. that's not real. Well, if and the numbers, I got so many numbers on pitching that tell you that ain't real. Well, the
5: numbers also tell you that that's what they're going to do is try to maximize and, and optimize the, same- the matchup.
2: And at the same time, batting averages are at all-time low. How sure. are the batting averages at all-time low and we can't even get outs on the mound? Well, it's we're, like crazy. We're,
5: we're punching guys out more than guys are getting hits these days as a sport collectively like that's that's a tough look offensively is it not that tells you that the way that bullpens are being managed or the way that outs are being sought after and attacked is working so it's tough to ask for a an evolution or a revolution on the mound when what you're watching unfold has literally dwarfed the offense to the point where it's record-breaking we never thought we'd be having a conversation about more strikeouts occurring than hits accumulated across the sport, but that's
2: happened two years in a row now, Tony, and it's probably only going to get worse. It's bad for entertainment, and then I bring up Nestor Cortez, nasty Nestor. I like. I like when you say five innings, twelve strikeouts, no runs. But what I don't like is the five innings, because uh-huh. now we got four more to play. These sure. Orioles come back, put up a, was it a four or five spot in the eighth, and the Orioles win, and everybody's applauding the perfect inning, and everybody. But you only went five. So how do we? Are we just prisoners in this moment? Yes. And there's nothing we can do because. I think a guy that gives me great five innings, his value is okay.
5: Because you have you have the 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 numbers and the science that supports the medical stance of why you don't want to extend guys and what that can lead to Where's in the future. Where's the
2: medical science?
5: Well, I mean, you could open up a medical journal, and lots of folks are published in those that tell you why you should start to really consider removing individuals around this benchmark if they've put you if they've put forth this amount is of. Is there that
2: data that says if I go an extra ten, your elbow's toast?
5: But based on oh, I don't know about that. Like I, what I'm telling you is as far as the human body and the way it functions, and the data that has supported not extending arms, that's where. That's where the science comes into play. But you can look at that and think about outliers as well. I mean, Nolan Ryan, I promise you, you can wake that dude up in the middle of a December snowstorm and he can get on the mound and give you 88 is what it feels like, right? He's an outlier. There's there's always going to be anomalies, guys that look like they're just built to pitch. Think about a guy like Noah Syndergaard. You mean to tell me that physically when you look at him, that guy doesn't look like he's got 300 innings written all over him in a season? I mean, he's massive but that's just not biomechanically how he's operating.
2: Or if he didn't spend his whole life at max effort his entire life. I, I saw this video the other day with these kids.
5: Yeah, but then he doesn't cash out on the draft. He doesn't cash out on the paycheck because it's the velocity and it's the radar gun that opens eyes for these kids. Totally. And but that's what people understand. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough spot to be in.
2: Easter Sunday, I was at this party, and they're showing me this kid who's just signed – He's a sophomore. He's got a verbal commitment. Sure. Which I kind of laughed and went, oh, verbal. Yeah, great. 93, 95. He is on the mound in Morgan Hill. I guess Morgan Hill has one of these think tank baseball tanks. And he's throwing as hard as he can. He hits 90. The track man hits 90. And they're all jumping up and down. I hit 90. I hit 90. (laughs) And they wanted to show me because I know I'm in baseball. And the whole time I'm saying to myself, oh, I can't wait till that kid has Tommy John. Because in my mind, this is not about pitching, not about location, not about movement. He's just rearing back as a 16-year-old, throwing as hard as he can. Yes, that 90 opens the eyes. And, yes, it's going to get drafted. But as a baseball team, you know that a pitcher only has home. How many years is the average year for a pitcher in the big leagues? Oh, man, I would say three and a half, four, probably. Three and a half, four. You have Tommy John. How long are you out? A year. So three and a half, four-year career and a year of that, so almost a 30-year career is going to be out because of Tommy John surgery, potentially. Well, if but, everybody's going max velocity. But who's
5: to say that that new tendon that they drop in there doesn't keep somebody healthy for the next 10 years, for the next 15 years?
2: Well, are, are, we don't have enough guys to make the, that proof. We got to go on the average amount of pitcher, how long he's going to be in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Okay, once again, outliers play for 10 plus years. Sure. There's thousands of guys that pitch, very few pitch over 10 years.
5: The thing about the amateur level, I can understand wanting to hit a certain mark, 90 miles an hour that might tell you something in player development like like or the development of your player, excuse me, strength whatever. Like those are those are measurements when we're talking about valuing how to like understand the art of pitching, how to get outs and why you're getting outs. There's there's a time and a place for that. You're using golf and the and the comparison with Trackman if I've taught you something or we've talked about something with within the mechanics of a swing, are you going to take that out with you into the round that we're getting ready to play? Or are you probably going to tuck that into the back pocket and maybe take that out on the range next time, right? You play on the course, you practice on the range. And so I think understanding that at the youth level, very important because there's a time and a place. Look, game speed, tough to replicate. So if we're going to get a real measurement on things, game speed is probably the most desirable like control atmosphere, right? Outside of that, it's going to be lab work. And I want to see what this kid can do in a lab mechanically. And those numbers might look different. So I can understand the desire to get the information at game speed, but there has to be a a marriage, a, a unification of player development and player assessment. I think those are two very different things.
2: It's like when I look at hitters, and if we went back into the cage up here at the Coliseum, hitters get in there, they're hitting, they're just grooving their swings, they're hitting the ball back. Muscle memory. They're, they're hitting back up the middle when they're hitting off a tee. They're not swinging as hard as they can. No. Every swing in the cage, every swing off the tee, and they're not swinging at game speed because if they did that, they'd ruin their lower back and they'd have major injuries. You know what scares me about watching all these bullpens down here with all the technology that's around these guys and they're checking every single pitch? The human brain knows I every pitch that I'm throwing when I'm down there because that's not when you went down there and threw a bullpen, a lot was about feel, right? Sure. Every bullpen these guys are now throwing, it's being charted. And I wonder how much in their – does that extra snap happen? Does that extra stuff happen because your brain knows? And how is that for your shoulder and your elbow? Well, you've
5: got to understand the power of association, visually being able to associate something you feel with what you just saw, and now the data is backing up what you just saw. So when you tell me that I went down there and threw a bullpen and it was about feel, you want to know why it wasn't about more? Because we didn't have a damn track man, Townie. Because yeah. we didn't have an tronic up there slowing it down frames per second. Like, if I would have had that, I would have loved that. Because now every time I take the ball, I'm able to learn something. That's why I stress to these kids the game of catch, how important it is. You've only got so many bullets, period, to spend, whether that's in a game of catch, on the mound, long toss, whatever it is. So if I have the ability to line up what I've just felt with data to support
2: what I'm thinking or an adjustment that I want to make, how valuable is that? Yes, but there is a but, and I'll take it back to golf. It's the same problem that a lot of these guys are having, taking that track man to the range. What ends up happening is you start firing on all cylinders, the body can only take so much. There's only so many bullets you got in that gun. Sure. And if, as you're saying, I want the feel, I want the science with it. Well, if, if you're doing too much snap and too much effort down there and doing it out here how long's this going to last or how long's the rotator cuff going to last it's all about being that's smart that's a question yeah
5: but it's all about and being smart and we're seeing a
2: lot of guys get hurt
5: like you're not walking into the gym and getting under the bench press and loading up three plates on each side just to get it going are you probably well, not but, but me probably, probably you, not what yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah curls for the girls i'm
5: guessing i'm guessing you're easing into it and it, you know you understand that there's going to be days during your workout where you're not maxing out like that's just so, so you're doing repetitions. But how much are we control- with the
2: technology and the bullpen? As you said, I want to marry all of this. Mm-hmm. Do I want to have that right spin? Well, that right spin means you're getting the, you know, it's it's like going to training camp and football. Take the whatever the greatest quarterback, Montana, Brady, Manning, whatever. They're not gripping it and ripping it from the start. It's all nice passes. You're getting into – there's a lot of grip it and rip it in our sport with pitchers right now. That every single time they're taking that ball in their hand, and it's I'm seeing, I watch. Well, Luke. because what
5: I can do, what I can do mechanically at 82 is probably different than what I have to do mechanically to get 89 going. Do you
2: remember when Trevino going? and Trinan would play catch out here, and it was max velocity? Yeah, well,
5: that was the scariest game of catch in the big leagues.
2: And I'd be like, "Wait a minute, you guys are not pitching for another four and a half hours." My my, my whole problem is, I just don't think the human arms can. Sustain that long term.
5: Well, Tony, these aren't guys that have a membership at 24 Hour Fitness or Planet Fitness and are just cruising in to work out every now and again. These are elite level, finely tuned athletic machines that have the ability to go out and execute that today at lunch,
2: and then I'll see you back at supper time. They have a that while, in the tank, and then all of a sudden it's UCL surgery.
5: Ah, you arrive there a lot quicker than I'm comfortable with.
2: There's way too many people at every level getting this surgery. When you and I were growing up, we never even hurt. We no, we, well, we got, knew yeah. we knew a Tommy John. The old guy got it. Yeah,
5: you got kids now that like you know they're asking for Tommy John for Christmas. Like, oh yeah. hey, I, I want ninety eight my junior year. Like, what? that's what worries me. Yeah, but no, there's it's 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 uh, again, this is where the responsibility of youth sports comes into play. Is the coaches, or who are essentially, in my opinion, glorified babysitters, and that's not a knock on them, that's just understanding, that's what your role is. Your role is to grow the game of baseball, keep these kids in in line in terms of how to create discipline, how to create integrity within the arena of sport, how to demand things of yourself, and secondly, how to be a ball player. And then from there, if you want to worry about the wins and losses, that's fine, but that, that wins and loss thing, that's way down on the list when you're a, a youth coach, in my opinion. So a lot of responsibility that, that needs to be stepped up in the in the youth world.
2: Let's end on this, where you have that road trip, great for bonding, great for the team, successful, check. Come back home, opening day, nice crowd, win, check. Now you got three more against Baltimore, hopefully with the weather, Texas, day off finally, then you get the Giants, basically home, another day off, and then another home stand. Just how that, you know, I know we're supposed to go day by day, but just, but how does this line up for this team? It uh, looks pretty good. Well,
5: it lo- it looks great, and that's why this road trip was going to be really interesting. Just trying to figure out who you are as a ball club, who you're going to be able to lean on early by what you see from some guys out of the bullpen what the lineup is going to look like, what kind of approaches are guys taking with them to the plate? Because it's, it's against some pretty high grade competition, right? Having that success coming home five and five, which is all you could ever really hope for on the road. Now you get to settle in at home. You, you get some clubs in here that you think you can compete with, regardless of what your projection is. And, that should probably get folks excited that should get folks hungry and when i say folks i mean these ball players because the opportunity to really kind of establish who you are is is right here the conversation about where you are as a club after the first 30 days first few turns through the rotation well that
2: time is right now people want to hear you people want to see you and now that we're putting this thing on video on platforms a lot of people are watching you have an open invitation. If there's something that hits you up in the booth during the game and you think – because you can only talk so much, right? True. I mean, there's only so much that you can get into. You have an open invitation. If there's something you're like, I got to get this out to A's fans. I got to get this off my chest. You just pull the Ray Fossey because, you know, Ray used to just come over and put the headphones on. It's like – Two-time World Series champion, two-time Gold Glove winner, two-time All-Star, Ray Fossey, Ray Go. So you have the invitation, the Ray Fossey invitation. Anything you want, when you want, how you want it, you just come down here, pick it up, let's go. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm putting my feet up.
5: I want a seltzer.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'll get a sponsor if you want. <laughs> let's let's get this thing going. I mean, you because you just come down when you want. I mean, we're going to book you, but there's times where – all right, I got to say this, and just you go. I
5: love it. I love the freedom. Well, Tony, you know I'm going to take you up on that, my man.
2: It's almost like we should go set up. Remember that? So what was that game where you went up there by yourself? Just an off day. You wanted to be by yourself. Yeah, it didn't quite work out. And all, and all of a sudden, we all looked up and went, why is there a line of people up there? <laughs> just having some beers. Hey, can't a guy just have a beer and just watch ball ballgame? Just having some beers, signing some autographs, watching some baseball. Fans of it. You're the best, my friend. Appreciate you, Towdy. The great Dallas Braden right here on A's Cast Live. We got more coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
0: A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend.
3: Uh, That's really weird. I don't know why you're. I don't know why your mic's not coming through. Oh, because you're using the wrong one. You're using the Dallas Braden mic.
2: There we go. How's uh, that?
3: Uh, now we're back. God, it's a beautiful day in Oakland today. It is. It turned out. To be, I told you it was very overcast this morning, and it didn't look like it was gonna. It was gonna be a, a nice day, and I thought, like I said, I thought it was gonna rain, and and here we are. It's beautiful. But little, he, little, little windy. Little windy.
2: It's always gonna be. I mean, we're we're right off the bay. It's always gonna be windy. I mean, it's gonna be very rare, rare that you have one of these days that uh, you show up here and there's no wind. But I mean, rain. We gotta we gotta get this. So they got Oakland. So they had rain looking at tonight. Rain now is gone, but according to mine, it says fifty percent chance rain tomorrow. Seventy percent chance on Thursday.
3: Yeah, I was looking at that. Let me see. That's uh, is that Apple's weather? Let me see what the yeah. Let me see what the official weather channel. Oh, has oh, you, to say. oh! You're big
2: in you're big league in Apple for the
3: weather channel. Uh, forty eight percent tomorrow, so a little lower than what you said, and then sixty eight on Thursday. So it's basically the same. Yeah, pretty much. Uh,
2: double dip tomorrow. Can
3: we play a seven inning double dip tomorrow? Uh, those don't exist anymore. I thought it's ridiculous. Giants and Mets were playing the first doubleheader of the year. I think today. Mets, Mets take game one or no? Mets took game one. Big win for the Mets against the Giants who are playing well.
2: So. We got what? <laughs> Never rains? All right. I'm the, with ya. Last did po- you. Did you get the yes. last rain out?
3: 2017 was the last rain out here.
2: 2017 we had a rain out? Yeah. I looked it up. I do not remember that. That was five years ago. <laughs>
3: That's wild. 2017, we had a rainout. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what the article said. It was a postponed game against, I think, Seattle.
2: Well, maybe there's a reason. I don't think 2017 wasn't a good year, right? What was the record in 2017? Uh, it wasn't 500 or that better. Was a, that was a struggling year, so maybe that was an easy rainout. Uh, let's see. It's hey, ra- Clay Wood, get us a rainout. Uh, there was a rainout
3: in 2014 also.
2: So we had two rainouts in how many years? Uh,
3: it was the first one since 1998 and 2014.
2: Since 1998?
3: So, 98, then until 2014, we had a rainout, and then it looks like there was one again.
2: 1998? Uh, in- where the heck was everybody in 1998?
3: Wait. This can't be right. There was a rainout. There was thunders. Oh, that's Dallas. Wait. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, the rain, last rainout at the Coliseum, it says, was 2017.
2: 2017 april
3: 16 two hours before the final game of the a series against the houston astros it was postponed i'm
2: not buying rain i think we're gonna have great weather on wednesday great weather on thursday and into the weekend against the texas rangers bring on the new look overpaid texas rangers no, i'm not, ready
3: uh they're not playing well uh believe it or not i Wait, with... they're not
2: playing well they all this money in free agency they have to be who's pitching well. for
3: them Who's Nobody pitching? exactly. You can't win if you can't stop guys from scoring. Sounds like an Oakland A already. Uh, I was looking it up, and the A's are, are. is a team rating 218. There are two teams ahead of them in the in the AL West ahead of them in the batting average. Who is it, or who are they?
2: That that are who
3: that have a higher ba- team batting average than the A's at 218. We're the worst. No, no, no. We're third. There's two. Third teams, worst. Or a third best. We're in the bright in the middle with five teams.
2: No, no. What was your question?
3: Who, what two teams are below the A's in batting average in the American League
2: Okay, Lions? if there's teams below, that means we're the third worst in baseball. No, in our division. Oh, in our division. It's going to surprise it's gonna be you. The, it's going to be the Rangers? Nope. Just give it to me. I know. Mariners and
3: Astros have lower team batting averages than the A's do. That's actually kind of surprising. So, well, I don't know. It's not Seattle, but Houston. Houston having the lower team batting average
2: is a bit surprising. Well the A's are doing what the A's are doing, they're hitting they're hitting when managers, they're yep. hitting with runners in yep. scoring position.
3: Three sixty five batting average to runners yeah. in scoring position leads major
2: league baseball. So I mean that's uh, you know, you gotta hit to, you you gotta hit. I mean it's part of the game. You gotta score <laughs> runs to win. That's the last I time I checked. Mean, we got to a point to where everybody tried to figure out we would you give me this. We tried to get to a point where we tried to figure out every way to talk about being good offensively without actually hitting?
3: It's a good question, thinking.
2: I don't know. Because no one stressed base hits. No. No one stressed batting average, which I get it. Batting average is just an equation like everything else. But everything was about home runs, right? Yeah. Walking. Walking became such a major thing. Never. Like the stressing of actually the ball hitting the bat. And, and and this was the other thing today on MLB Network that I thought was interesting. That even when Brian Kenny had to admit, yeah, it's a problem when there's not hitting. And it was Brian Kenny who brought up the point saying, yeah, yeah, if a guy who's leading baseball is hitting 320 and the average for teams is 230.
3: 233, don't dis- no shortchange
2: the, the The disparity is so great, that's a bad thing. Like, like now, 320 is oh my god, that's a bad thing. But then you know what they came back with? Because I will tell you this, and I'm going to complete, I'm going to keep challenging people. So I challenged Alice a little bit on that, going, listen, great with the technology and maximizing, and I want the technology with my feel. You're causing guys in the bullpen to go all out, and if you're going all out in the bullpen, you're going all out when you're playing catch. You're going, the body can't sustain that. We're asking, we're asking for maximum performance at all times, and the body can't sustain that. And, guys, elbows and shoulders are popping left and right. And we're not we're not, we're not, not having guys who go 300 innings. Hell, we're not even going to have guys go 200 innings. You're having guys go four or five innings. They can only go X amount of starts, and they go on the IL. That actually- we are not seeing durability whatsoever. But yet, you're going to tell me, but when the guy's maximizing his stuff, how good he is. So there's that. But then when they're talking about how, oh, my God, teams aren't scoring, teams can't hit, they went to the old look at guys who are – look at teams that are hitting the ball hard but making outs. Yeah, and I saw that. I looked up the
3: ace hard hit rate, too, uh, where they're at.
2: But you want to know where that's – why that's flawed? And you can tell me whether I'm wrong. Because now, and we've known for a while, we know where guys hit the ball. So, what do we do when when we know a hitter hits the ball in this spot the majority of the time? What do we do? Shift. Okay. We put a guy there. So, we put, no, we put multiple guys there. (laughs) So, why does it matter if he hits the ball soft or hard? He's making outs because we know where he hits it. It seems pretty simplistic to me so you can have a stat with your stat cast tell me how hard a guy hits it well he because what they're trying to equate is normally when you hit the ball hard you're going to be safe right yes but not now when i'm stacking everybody in that location
3: true that's why the, the, the i rather
2: you hit it soft where nobody is than hit it hard right at somebody
3: that's why people love Bapit batting average with balls and play and that's that's a big number, but of people that's come at. way down yeah. with the shifting because yeah. I know where you hit it. Are we? Here's a question for you. And we saw it a lot in Toronto, and the Rays started this, and the Rangers used to do it. It Happened to Joey Gallo a lot. If they ban this shift, are we going to see more four-man outfields? I don't know. I mean, look how many look how many times they use it against Seth Brown already in Toronto. Toronto's using it. They use it a few. Well, times. you won't
2: be able to do that if the rule is you have to have four spot. If you got to have four players in the infield. Oh,
3: uh, that's true. If you ban
2: the shift, yeah. Ah, or so yeah, you wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, unless you're going to take your catcher and put him in the outfield. Now you're not going to have a catcher. <laughs> do you have to have a catcher?
3: No, we'll just have the beer league softball where you, where you take the pitcher and he throws a he throws the underhand pitch and he runs back to the outfield.
2: Uh, who who's who who? Who was the Atlanta Brave that got hit and fell down, joking, because he got hit by a pitcher? Uh,
3: who was that recently? Yes, uh, I don't. I didn't see it.
2: Darno was it? Oh, tra- Travis Darno, the catcher. Yeah, might have been him. Is that we, we used to throw Efas pitchers and now wait? Well, why do we even need a catcher? Have four or five outfielders. Yeah, or put five guys on, the, put
3: everyone in the infield and have the.
2: How many outfielders do you need? Pat, hey, just put everybody in the infield. and Pat Che plays the outfield.
3: Or how about this? Put the catcher out in the outfield and when, and put the, let the uh, pitcher place in the middle, right on second base. So you have five infielders and you have. Why Four don't why
2: don't we just bring out a pitching machine and have pitching machines don't get hurt? That's true, yeah. And just have a pitching machine throw.
3: I like the idea of putting the pitcher at second and putting the catcher in the outfield. No, we got we got nine guys on the field. Not and then there's no one at the mound, no one behind home plate, and I
2: don't know. Can we make a rule that the pitcher doesn't have to actually stand on the mound? He can stand back behind and lob pitches in.
3: Isn't it cricket where they run? They have a running start when they throw their first. I they believe throw, so. Yeah. Yes. Why don't we do that? There's, there's your max velocity right
2: there. <laughs> and just overhand it like high ally. lie.
3: Yeah. Uh, well here, it's ridiculous. I got one good buying or selling because you're talking about your arm. So let's let's do that. But will you
2: give me this? Oh, will you give me this? When they have to admit that yeah, this low batting average thing isn't good for the entertainment and good for the sport. The fact that they right after that have to throw a graphic up about hard hit outs. But wait a minute! Look at the hard hit outs. Yep. The, the Yankees can't hit for average, but their hard hit outs is great. It's like, I, uh, yeah, because you all are deadpool hitters, and they put everybody where you're gonna hit it. So whether you hit it soft or where you hit it hard, there's somebody there to field it. Uh, I was gonna
3: say you can hit the ball hard all you want, but there's, if there's a shift on and you hit it right to them, I don't care. It's on. The, you can hit the ball. You can hit the ball 115 miles on the bat like John Carlos and line out to left field. It was not a productive at bat. I don't care if you want to tell me hard hit rate or not. If all goes over the fence. Terrific. But there was the one a couple
2: I lines. said this and it's what April 19th. Correct. And I'm going to I'm going to keep saying it. This is going to be where the rubber meets the road year and they're going to blame it on everything. They're going to blame it on the lockout. COVID will still be – they may even blame Putin on this thing. They're going to blame everybody but themselves. But all of a sudden, we're going to hit summertime. Guys can't hit. Pitchers can't stay healthy. You can't get enough innings. You can't shuttle bullpen guys anymore like you used to. Starters aren't giving you innings, and it's all going to hit. And they're going to be like, what do we do? You mark my words. Your strikeouts are out of hand. Your lack of any pitch-by-starters are at. All of it is going to hit, and you're going to. And, as they said today, it's the entertainment business. How entertaining is the product?
3: Uh, Hey,
2: at least in Oakland you got an entertaining product. Right now in Oakland you got one hell of an entertaining product. Other places right now, really not entertaining. Yeah, the A's are tied for
3: the major league lead and run scored. We'll see if they can keep that going tonight. All All right, right, let's rock it. That's it. No, we're out of time.
2: But do you, do you think I'll be right?
3: I do. I, I think that we're we're already starting to see it. I mean, I don't. Know, I, I guess I feel like I'm coming around a little bit on. Uh,
2: I, I'm just. I'm not like I'm trying to get you to come around. I'm just. No. I'm just. They've made the rules. They're ma- they're going to make it harder to sh- shuffle guys back and forth, to utilize AAA. You don't have the ten day IL the way the Rays used it as another shuttle. Um, Giants
3: were really good at that, too.
2: They're going to keep you from doing that.
3: Well, they're going to send you guys up and down.
2: We're getting less innings. You're going to have a hard time getting 27 outs on a consistent basis. And if you're not hitting, if you're just built to hit home runs and walks, that's not going to equate to a ton of runs scored. So you're going to have, like, this dilemma of how do we score runs and how do we get innings. Yeah,
3: and we'll see how – we might see a faster game tonight because Cole Irvin's on the mound. That's Last night's game
2: was a five-one game. he was still three hours.
3: Yeah. Well, we'll see how. How's
2: f- Cole, that possible?
3: Cole pitch is fast. He's a fast worker. He's not Mark Burley, but and he likes he w- pitch comp. Yeah. We'll talk about that tomorrow.
2: All righty, coming up here in about 14 14. minutes. 14 minutes, we'll be back with A's Total Access as we get you ready for game two between the Orioles and the Athletics live from the field. It's A's Cast Live, and thank you for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow starting at 4 o'clock, but uh, stay tuned. Do you have an interview that you're going to play?
3: The Build with Dave Cavill.
2: Ah, we're going to have a little Dave Cavill, the president of your Oakland Athletics, and we'll be back in 14. Thank you for listening, everybody.
0: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.
1: It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution.